0: Hi, I'm Paul Srivastava from the Pennsylvania State University. And in this podcast series, I'm speaking to some of today's leading science fiction writers. I want to hear their views on the future of science and how it must transform to meet the challenges we face in the years ahead.
1: AI in the future, maybe it could be used to help us to reflect ourselves as a mirror to make us become a better human being.
0: Today I'm talking to Shufan Stanley Chen, an award-winning Chinese writer. I read his novel, The Waste Tide, many years ago and was impressed by his portrayal of the predicaments of electronic waste. His most recent co-authored book, AI 2041, 10 Visions of Our Future, wittily combines imaginative stories with scientific forecasts. We spoke a lot about artificial intelligence and how we can harness the power of this incredible technology while avoiding some of the dangers it poses. Thank you very much for joining us, Stan. Welcome. It's amazing. The range of scientific topics that you have mastery over is really notable. How did you come to be interested in these scientific topics?
1: So as a sci-fi fan, I have to admit that I started from all of those Star Wars, Star Trek, Jurassic Park, classic sci-fi movies and books, animations back in the day. Each time it gave me a lot of new inspiration and ideas. So I was always totally fascinated by all this science, imagination of the future and you know, outer space and even like species millions of years ago so how we brought them back to life so
0: science has been going on for a very long time you know what is your general view on science as a human endeavor
1: to me is definitely a huge achievement and of course it makes us living a better condition as a human being and when we look back to history I have to admit that there's a lot of challenges because it feels to me like the agency is not absolutely in the hands of human beings. Sometimes I feel that maybe science and technology, just like some kind of species, like some kind of biological beings, it has its own purpose. It has its own birth life cycle. It wants to be an evolved together with human beings. So we are like the host, they are like the virus. We can see it in in that way or the other way around. So I always feel that there's very deeply entanglement between science and human beings. So sometimes I feel that we've been changed a lot by all this development of science and technology, but we never know what is the direction uh, ahead of us.
0: Well, let's make it more concrete and focus on what is top of mind right now, which is artificial intelligence. How can we ensure that in the development of AI, we bring in social justice and ethical um, and moral considerations
1: into bear? The problem is we didn't fully invest to build up this kind of regulation and framework of like uh, ethically prevent something negative from happening. I think we need more diversity on AI, and especially on large language model, because when we're talking about specifically alignment, right? So even among human beings in different countries, cultures, language, we didn't have this kind of shared alignment as a single standard. So how can we teach the machine, the AI, to be aligned with human value? System or the standards as one uh, integral one. So I think this is something very preliminary, but I think the key input should be not only from the tech companies, from the engineers, from all these people doing the thing in the industry, but also from the interdisciplinary world, such as anthropologies and psychology, sociology, for example, we need more diverse uh, perspective from humanities because AI is supposed to be built for the people, to serve the people. But the human factor right now, I can feel that is quite missing in the loop.
0: So in your view, how will these technological advances change the way that science will be done in the future?
1: It seems to me like this is a totally new paradigm shift that scientists can using AI to seeking for new patterns, predicting the protein structure and finding the correlation within huge amount of data. I think this is gonna be something revolutionary, but also there's a lot of like concerns within this process. For example, we can right now predict like millions of protein structure, but the problem is how much percentage of all these predictions of uh, protein structure are valid and is effective to the real disease and the real human body. And another thing is all this revolutionized area. Is very focusing on accumulating a huge amount of data sets. Are this data collecting from uh, what kind of group, what kind of population, and are they sharing this data with notice, everything uh, have been used for, and are we sharing the data among different groups of like scientists or researchers? So I think this is always something about how we can build up this kind of counterbalancing system to minimalize the risk and challenges. Meanwhile, to really fulfill the demands of the market and make the best benefits for the people.
0: Yeah, I think building the checks and balance system uh, is an important part of the development of AI. But environment impacts of artificial intelligence itself are rarely mentioned in the public Science narratives.
1: You know, this is something very paradoxical because AI, it requires so much power and it needs real-time computation. It needs so much uh, extraction from the environment. But meanwhile, we can use it to detect the Wi-Fi from the satellite. We can use it to protect the biodiversity, we can use it to find a new solution as the energy storage uh, of the batteries and the smart grids and the, maybe even the nuclear fusion technology in the future. So if you use it in the right way, it can definitely protect us and, and fight against the climate change.
0: At some point in the future, do you think that AI will understand more than what humans can understand.
1: So what I've been thinking about is some model, like large model beyond human. For example, the data's from animal, plants, fungi, even from micro and the whole environment. So we're talking about the whole earth model. We need to deploy this kind of sensor layers around the world. So maybe we can using smart dust, which was mentioned in uh, Lamb's novel, The Invincible. So you're talking about all this swarm of uh, smart dust. Basically, it's a, a collective intelligence. And human can learn so much from this kind of large model because it helps us to perceive something beyond our sensory system, and beyond human, then we can be less human-centric and we can be more compassionate about other species. And maybe that would be the solution to fight against the climate change because we can feel how the other species feel. And all this pain, all this suffering, all this sacrificing could be something tangible and real.
0: Wonderful. Uh, Imagining artificial intelligence in the uh, model of humans is actually an inferior way of thinking about artificial. The more superior way, what you call the whole world model, is the way to develop.
1: Yeah, so this reminds me of Buddhism, you know, because in Buddhism, like all the sentient species are as equal as possible, and there's not such thing as human beings supposed to be premier than others, so I'm always thinking about we need to find a way to embed all this philosophy and values of Buddhism and Taoism into the machine.
0: so I'm wondering you you understand the technical elements of AI. can AI be trained? in Buddhism, in Taoism? Because all the books and values are already codified. Is it possible to find AI that trains on them and creates a synthetic world religion, if you will?
1: It definitely could. And it could do a better job than any of the priests, any of the monks, any of the gurus in the world because it's so knowledgeable. But as a practitioner, of Taoism, there's something beyond the synthetic understanding of all this. Call it religious or spiritual experience is something embodied. So you have to do all this uh, physical homework. So I think this is something still AI lack of. It didn't have a uh, body. It didn't have the uh, complex sensory system. It it didn't have Self-awareness, for example, and I think all of those part is uh, what makes a human, human. AI in the future, maybe it could be used to help us to reflect ourselves as a mirror, right? To make us become a better human being.
0: So in your imagination, can AI have soul?
1: The emergence of consciousness is basically a mystery. In science right now, so it feels to me there's definitely some connection um, between large language model emergent ability with all of those emergent uh, phenomena in classic or quantum physics complexity systems. So I think mathematically, maybe someday we can prove the existence of consciousness, but it's not zero or one status but it's like the continuing spectrum of status. So that means maybe even a rock, even a tree, even the river or the mountain have some certain level of consciousness, but we just didn't recognize it because we're so human centric. But it's all about computation. It's all about time, space, compression. It's all about information, preservation. So it's all about reduction of, entropy. So it's not an epistemology question, but I think it's an ontological question. So it's about existence.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the International Science Council's Center for Science Futures, done in partnership with the Arthur C. Clark Center for Human Imagination at UC San Diego. Visit futures.council.science to discover more work by the Center for Science Futures. It focuses on emerging trends in science and research systems and provides options and tools to make better informed decisions.